Welcome back to another episode of an Athletic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Schneef. Today I'm with Tameric Williams. Tameric plays running back at North Dakota State University. Tameric, how you doing? I'm doing good, Schneef, but how about yourself? I'm excited to be here. I'm glad that we were able to get you on the podcast so quickly. Um, just introduce yourself a little bit, you know, why you chose football when you were younger. You know, what made you choose football besides the fact that, you know, you come from Texas? Uh, mostly for me, man, was um, the, the camaraderie of being around my, my friends and any of my teammates. Um, I just enjoyed playing the sport. I thought it was fun. Um, I thought it was a good way to, to, to get the, to be more social, you know, to, to step out of my comfort zone for sure. Um, but ultimately, I fell in love with it at, at a young age. Yeah, so being from Texas, everyone says, you know, football is a huge part of Texas culture. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? And um, at your high school specifically, how was football viewed? Uh, man, the, the Texas culture of just of just high school football in general, man, it's huge, man. So anytime you know, just being in college, anytime we're going we're, we're going on the road and playing in the stadium, man, it doesn't really surprise me to play at those di- those different arenas because I've I've been I've been seeing them pretty much the majority of my life throughout throughout high school. I mean, there's a lot of stadiums that are just like that. I had a chance to play at uh, NRG Stadium, Reliance Stadium, for those who don't know, um, the Houston Texas Stadium. Whenever I was in my senior and junior year, so I got to play there. That was really exciting. But uh, yeah, man, the the culture of, of Texas football is definitely big in Texas, and um, and just football in general. At my high school, um, they've been known for making deep playoff runs every year. Um, my senior year, we got really close to to eclipsing a chance at playing in the state title game, which is going to be played in Arlington, Texas, at Cowboy Stadium. But we fell short of that goal. But uh, but no, my my the Angleton High School football program has definitely been uh, prolific. So you're used to these big crowds. So when you're playing on the road, you're playing at a Toyota Stadium, or you know, once NDSU goes to the Twin Cities next season, you'll be used to that kind of environment, and that won't spook you at all. Oh no, not at all, man. I'll be. I mean, I'm. I I feel like I'm more comfortable not playing those type of arenas, and uh, I just I use it as a way to elevate my game. So. Perfect. Um. So you're a transfer to North Dakota State. Uh. Can you guide us through the transfer portal and how you navigated through it? What was your recruiting process like when you were in the transfer portal? Um, so for me, um, when, when I initially put my name into the portal, uh, I want to say I, I honestly caught interest immediately. It might've been maybe within the next couple of hours I got followed by a bunch of coaches from different schools, whether this, a couple of coaches from FBS schools, a couple from FCS schools, um, a couple, a couple of D2s, NIS schools. Um, but I started getting, I started getting interest from a lot of, a lot of different places. Um, originally I, I had got offered a scholarship from uh, UIW. Sam Houston. Um, I was talking to I was talking to Texas State at one point, uh, and then I had I had NDSU send me an offer as well, uh, but I immediately knew I wanted to come here and be a part of the championship the championship program. Um, I knew what the standard was, and I knew I knew what y'all were about. Yeah, so you mentioned um, some of those Texas schools that recruited you from Texas. Besides the standard of the culture that we have at NDSU, was there any other reason you wanted to get out of Texas, or was that the hardest part leaving your home state? Yeah, definitely. Not. Definitely, the hardest part was being it was having to leave Texas for sure. I mean, uh, just being so far away from my family. Um, it definitely, it definitely was. It definitely was different because I mean, I've been in Texas my entire life. I hadn't really had a chance to just be out of state and be away from my family. It definitely was different, but um, I seen it as an opportunity for me to develop my game and elevate it even more. And they seen it as an opportunity for me to to chase the dream that I'm tracing. So. Yeah, so you mentioned that you had some a little bit of FBS contact. You came from an FBS school. You came from SMU as a running back. Uh, what are some of the biggest differences between FBS and FCS when it comes to playing college football? 
Um, mostly, man, it just comes down to the 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 coaching staff that's there and the strength and conditioning staff that's there. I mean, initially they they laid a foundation for how the program is ran, and so um, SNU strength staff was was real was real similar to how Jim Cramer runs things over here. So it wasn't hard for me to come here and adjust and 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 pick up what what uh what y'all were doing in the weight room. Um, that wasn't really hard for me to adapt. Um, I feel like that was probably the the biggest thing. As a matter of fact, I mean one of the, one of the one of the best compliments I got from uh, Cordell Volson was he told me I was the best transfer that came in and adjusted to the standard that, that y'all had set for us. So. That's a great compliment coming from a guy like Cordell. He's playing left guard for the Bengals right now on a really good playoff run. He had a great career here at NDSU, so I imagine to get a compliment from him like that meant a lot. Um, would you say that the physical level of football that NDSU plays, does that match up to the FBS schools? How, how, how did that waver a little bit? Almost definitely. Um, I, I honestly feel like if NDSU was to play against any FCS, any FBS school, um, the level of physicality that we bring to the sport definitely would fit in, or it might exceed what what NFBS school brings to their table. Um, honestly, I just, I just, I feel like we always pride the coaching staff prides themselves on on being physical. We pride ourselves on being physical from the first snap, and I feel like that shows up a lot on Saturdays. Yeah, we see it all the time. A lot of other colleges say they want to be like NDSU or they can match NDSU's physicality. And then they play a team like Towson a couple of years ago, and after that game their head coach is in an interview and says, you know, you can't match their physicality. It's, a, it's an animal that you don't really understand how it operates until you play them or something along those lines. So you think playing in both leagues that if NDSU was to receive a conference invitation that they would be able to succeed right away in the FBS? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely, man. I just I – just believe that the mentality and the standard that's been set here within the culture, um, I think all that and, you know, how players come in and buy in immediately, I, I think all of those traits would would, uh, would transition well to the FBS level. Mm -hmm. So with the, the recent newly built IPF, the indoor practice facility that NDSU has, how do you think that will help recruit players um, to keep an edge over the rest of the FCS? Is that going to be a big tool for them? Are they going to utilize the, the facilities they have in the recruitment process? I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely a, a big game changer for sure. Cause, I mean, you look around, man. Not, not a lot of FCS schools, you know, have indoor facilities, and there's some FBSs that may not have have indoor facilities, man. I just think if you look at the place that you look at the place that we're at, I mean, you look at what we're doing. You look at all the championship runs that we've had, um, the dynasty that has been here, and IPF is definitely a game changer. And I feel like it was much needed for us to get there. The culture at NDSU runs deep. Um saying tradition over transfers you obviously came in as a transfer but you've built in or you've bought into the tradition as we should say um how do you think that with the recent departures from ndsu that they will have to bring in some transfers and they're gonna have to buy into that tradition piece of it will that be harder um with for, with these new guys or do you think it'll be easy mesh knowing that they have guys like you to look up to who have made that tr transition so smoothly i mean one thing i've always heard when before even when i did get here and, and when i've always spoke with coach ince um, one thing he's always told me is that they try to recruit high character kids and i consider myself to be a high character kid um absolutely at, i mean i think when when you bring in a transfer i think what's the biggest thing for them is you you have to you have to make them feel like they're part of the team you have to love them man they, they're gonna mess up they're gonna make mistakes here and there man but at the end of the day they're your teammate and, and I, I guarantee you when you do that you make them feel like they want it here I promise you they buy in just like I did. So it's going to be on the older guys like yourself and some mm -hmm. older guys to buy into these transfers, make them feel part of the program, the process that you guys have at NDSU to bring them along, and that will help keep the standard the standard. Absolutely. So 
Um, recently announced that you were coming back for your sixth year. What went into that decision? You were, you know, on the fence, going to leave after this year and try to train for the NFL. You're coming back now. Take us through that process. What made you decide to come back and play your final year at NDSU? Uh, ultimately, for me, man, I thought I just had a lot left to prove. Um, from a from a, from a productive standpoint, I felt like I could be way more productive. Um, it was it was more so just about me having a little more of an opportunity to, to go out on Saturdays and prove what I'm capable of doing. You're going to be the feature back at NDSU this year. Um, is there going to be any nerves that come with that new role? It's going to be primarily you taking those those carries. So how do you look your um, – or is there any expectations that you hold for yourself this coming season? Uh, no, not at all, man. I just try to focus on playing one one snap at a time, one play at a time. And then um, I know if I if I prepare, prepare like a championship, man, or prepare at a championship level, I know all that will – will take care of itself, man. I just try to be the best team that I can on Saturdays, whether that's protecting my quarterback, Cam Miller, or, or, or running the ball and getting the tough yards or catching the pass out the backfield and getting the first down. I'm just willing to do whatever I need to do to make sure my team is successful on Saturdays. A do-it-all back. can do everything, right? Yes, sir. Yes, pass, sir. Pass pro, catch the ball. Obviously, you can run. You're a running back, so that's what you're here for. Uh, let's transition a little bit. Let's transition our comp. Um, let's transition to NIL, kind of what that is. A lot of people are split on the NIL. A lot of old school people think that it's going to ruin college football. Obviously, a lot of high school kids are excited for the opportunities to make a little bit of extra money with their name, image, and likeness. Can you give us your thoughts on that? And do you think it's going to ruin college football, or is there a, a way of changing it and using it for the better, good or bad? What are your thoughts? Um, I definitely think uh, it's, it's definitely something different that's been, that's been brought to the, the landscape of college football. Um, the, the NIL standpoint of it, man, I'm... I'm, I can't really be against it, man, because at one point you got to think about we're not we're not only athletes, we're college students as well. So I understand where you know the, the money comes and in plays in plays into part to that. Um, I mean, I think it's just another opportunity for 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 students to 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 excel on their their image and likeness that's being used. Um, and I think I think along with the NIL, I mean, I'm it's it's good and bad for college football in a way, but. I'm gonna side on the good for it because I mean I think it's I think it's different I think it's well deserved for college athletes to to be able to to represent themselves to have people represent them and them to make money off of that I think that's really big, um, and then just the just the bad part off of this there are some people out there that there are some people out there that use they use nil opportunities in the wrong way uh, they try to I feel like they try to use it as a source away from a source to try to to try to draw their mind away from football in a way. I mean, I feel like more kids spend more time building their brand off off this sport or outside this sport in a way, and I feel like there's a way you can balance both of that out. But this has got to be hurting schools like NDSU, right? Because they might not have the funds that, you know, to get these kids that they wouldn't have to get five, six years ago. The way I look at it outside of NDSU is – we, there's this kid from Florida who just decommitted. Now he's, his recruitment's open, but he had like a $13 million NIL deal or something like that. That piece of it, it, it seems shocking to me that we're, we can offer this amount of money to these kids because at what point do they lose their amateur status? The whole point is to not be paid like a professional athlete, to go to college. And some people say, you know, you're getting your tuition paid for if you're on a full scholarship. or you're, In some ways you are getting paid. Just those, those aspects of it, you got schools like... USC, where they can throw out huge chunks of cash to some kids just to bring these recruits in, that's changing like the, the way college football is being played now almost because of the kids that they're getting at these programs. 
it's taking away from the FCS. You've got people almost using the FCS as like a stepping stone to get to the FBS, where if you have success at NDSU, you could probably have success at any FBS school, right? So do you think that, you know, the legal recruiting, the, hey, you know, we've got a blank check, here you go, you know, enter the transfer portal, we will recruit you, we'll offer you, you know, a scholarship plus this blank check and NIL deals, that aspect of college football, do you think that will hurt it in the long run? Almost, I mean, yeah, most definitely, uh, most definitely. Uh, I, I just I just think about the, the generation that, that's in, in our world today, I mean, around our age groups and even younger, man, I mean, they they see they see us a big amount of mo- they see a big amount of money and they follow it man i feel like everybody's influenced by how much money people are making it's almost like a it's almost like a certain status that you have to have to 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 make you think that you're better than somebody else in a way um in in that aspect i don't i don't like it but in an, in a way it's, it's just another way for 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 kids to to get an opportunity to make to make money, because you know, all of us want to. When we play our sport, especially football, we all want to be professional players. Hmm. We want to get paid Absolutely. like professional players. Yep. So it's just like if you if you already make if you already make such and such money before you even get to that level. Honestly, if I was in that position, I wouldn't even want to go to professional. I would use that money and invest it into something that I could use later on in my future. Yeah, and it allows people to to have a future who don't come from much and without you know going to the NFL, if they don't have that opportunity, if they mm-hmm. use this money in the, you know, the right way, they could set themselves up for success in the long run for sure. Um, let's kind of shift back to Bison football a little bit. What's your favorite game as a Bison so far? You've had a lot of you know memorable moments here, but let's just talk it, talk about it and uh, see what your favorite game is. Probably uh, probably the Indiana State. Indiana State game. Um, we were on the road. Uh, yeah, you were on a tear that game. At that, yeah, that, that game right there, man, that was a... Uh, that was a good. That was a good. That was a good season shifter for us because I feel like at that point, we were coming off. We was coming off a loss to Arizona, I believe. Before was I think Indiana State was the first. It was either the second or third game that we played of conference. Yeah, but anyway, right. it was it was a big game. We started off slow in the in the first half. Started off really slow, and it kind of like when I came in the game, it was kind of like a spark that we needed, man. To to send to the other team, and and, and honestly, it was a confidence. It was a confidence builder for everybody on the team to. To let them know, like, hey man, I got your back when I'm out there, man. We st- we we're in DSU, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't never stoop down to the level of our opponents. Yeah, and it seemed like you guys in the first half you're moving the ball well, but after you move the ball well, there'd be you know some sort of penalty that would set you guys back. Or uh, I think it was Dom Ganello who had a long run and then he fumbled right on the goal line, which was recovered by Indiana State. So big momentum shifters that didn't go your way. So it was nice to see that spark from somebody in the second half to really pick your teammates up when they needed something. And I think you had two touchdowns in that game, or three touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I think it was three. It was three. Yep, those yep. came in big moments. Um, do you have a, a welcome to college football moment? Everybody kind of talks about their welcome to college football moment that made them realize that this is going to be harder than they thought. Do you have anything like that, or anything that shocked you about college football when you started? Um, honestly, it probably it was. It might have been my freshman year, freshman summer at at my other school at SMU. Uh, they had these. They had these. Um, these Navy SEALs come to the, come to the school, and I want to say they were there for like a week. So we we were doing like a lot of crazy workouts. Um, I remember us carrying this this ginormous, uh, tree stump, and walking across the field with it and walking back. We were doing these different exercises with with tree stumps and sandbags, and then probably the worst one was was we had a pool workout, 
we had a pool workout where we were like almost it was almost like we were swimming laps but they were timed in a sense so we had to make we had to make a certain time it was it was like crazy stuff that we were doing but after those i was it was kind of like man like this this like this is what college football is like man this is this is crazy, man. But I mean, it's kind of an eye opener for you, yeah. guys. You're 18 years old. And you're like, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you're 18 years old, man. You, you realize this isn't what you signed up for. But I mean, I knew, I knew playing college football. You know, I knew the journey that was gonna that was gonna be involved. Whether it be like a, a a tough workout. I mean, that's just how college football is. It's all about a grind. But you gotta have the mindset to be resilient and continue to press on. You think that's all about the maturing process, trying to separate the guys who can make it versus the guys who, um, you know, mentally they just can't can't do it. They're not mentally tough enough or strong enough, however you want to phrase it. Do you think that goes a long way in um, proving how successful a team is if you can weed out those guys that aren't going to make it early? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Because I mean, if if you don't do it early, sometimes it can end up costing it can end up costing your team in the long run. I mean, some of those guys could could influence could influence the 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 good crop. You know, to act out of character sometimes, especially especially when it comes to not handling yourself correctly on the weekends after a game. I mean, those guys could those guys could be detrimental to to the decision making that takes place from some of the leaders that are on the team. Yeah, you never want to do anything to put yourself in jeopardy of being on a team, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing for a team like North Dakota State and you guys have had a lot of success like you guys have had recently. Um, they would just it'd be a shame to do something that you would regret that would you know hinder your ability to continue to play for that organization. Of course. Um, if there are any young football players listening to the podcast, if they get the opportunity, why should they choose to play for NDSU? Man, I think I think honestly, you uh, any any dream or desire that you have for for yourself in life, um, I think all that can be accomplished here at NDSU. I don't think I believe all that can be accomplished here at NDSU. Um, not only did I come here, you know, with a with an opportunity on a full scholarship to be able to to get my education to graduate my undergrads, but I also have an opportunity to, to graduate with my master's next fall. So I'm doing everything that I set out that I set out for myself whenever I first began my college football journey while also um, playing football at a high level and being successful on Saturdays. Um, I'm doing everything that, that I dreamed of, especially when I was a, a young kid. Never in my life did I think I would have ended up here at NDSU. Um, <laughs> growing up, I was a, I, I wanted to play for the Oregon Ducks, but, you know, that didn't work out. But, you know, I'm... Didn't we all? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed, man, to, to be a part of NDSU, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything else. Awesome. So do you have uh, any final words for Bison Nation kind of during this offseason? You know, anything you want to tell them, you know, going into the next season, what they can expect from Tameric Williams? Uh, man, when, when Tameric Williams is out there, man, I'm going to do everything I can to give my best to y'all. Uh, you know, it's, it's disappointing how everything finished off last season. But, I mean, that's that's a part of football, man. You, you, you kind of got to have a love-hate relationship with it. I mean, sometimes things don't go how you want to, but at the end of the day, you got to continue to keep grinding. And, you know, you know how Bison are. We face the storm. We don't never run from it. So we're going to embrace that. I'm going to embrace the culture. And uh, I just need y'all to stick with us and hang in there, man. We'll be all right. Face the storm. You heard it from Tumeric. That's how it uh, ends here. We thank you for listening. Um, if there are any, any college athletes who want to be on the podcast, follow us on Instagram. Shoot us a message. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, and we'll get you on the podcast as soon as we can. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be dropping another episode hopefully this week so just turn those notifications on Uh, give us a five stars on Spotify we'd really appreciate it thank you very much for your time go Bison